Warning. The following podcast contents material that could be deemed offensive. You'll hear explicit language, jokes in poor taste and overall crude humor. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Well, maybe he just has manners. Yo, baby, you have your asshole licked by a fat man in an overcoat? Hanging with D's, episode number 79. I am your host, D's. With me, as always, Dylan. And we're a day late and a dollar short, but shit happens. We had to make wings. Yes. Yeah, time just was not on our side, so we didn't get to do a pre-show before the big game yesterday. So here we are today. We're going to talk all about the Bears and Steelers, as well as all the other uh, big stories of the week um, that was. Two weeks, basically. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we get into all that, I kind of mentioned it before, but uh, now that it's official, I will acknowledge that the Atlanta Braves did, in fact, win the World Series. And yes, Jake was right in his preseason prediction. So kudos to him. Pause for applause. There we go. <clears throat> now baseball's over, so we don't have to talk about it for several months. We'll see in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. And even then, it'll be few and far between. Yeah. Until- Although I did find it funny that the Cardinals manager whom they have fired, is up for, he's a finalist for manager of the year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So, good luck to uh, Mr. Schilt, whatever the fuck his name is. Anyway, let's get to... Big baseball show. Yeah, let, let's get to the NFL action. And, of course, we are kicking it off with our team taking on the team of most of the motherfuckers around us. Mm-hmm. That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Monday Night Football hosted the Chicago Bears, and it looked like it was going to get ugly early. Yeah. And and then it got ugly for us late, Mm -hmm. but Ben managed to save the day with a uh, little help from his good old friend Boz, who came back from that concussion, and uh, as Pat McAfee said, had the greatest fourth quarter ever. Yeah. 250-yarders. Recovered a fumble and kicked a game winner. Yeah. So, legend, according to Mr. McAfee. Um, overall, before we get into what has become the story of the game, which I, I have different opinions on that. Uh, overall, the performance, what, what were your thoughts? Um... First off, Justin Fields was pretty surprising. He, he was impressive. He played uh, very well. I would say, and I haven't watched a lot of him, but just what I saw him do and what the talking heads were saying today, uh, it seems like he is, and even stretching back to last week against San Francisco, even though they lost, uh, it seems like he is taking steps forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I even put this on Facebook that it, last night, against an elite level defense, I thought he took giant steps forward. Yeah. And 
that could bode well. And, and who knows, they get him a little more help, a little better offensive line. And, uh, he might break that Ohio state that, yeah, quarterback that curse. curse. Yeah. Uh, as far as no Ohio state quarterback really ever doing anything in the NFL, but looked pretty solid last night, especially in the fourth quarter, uh, despite three TJ Watts sacks and, uh, a, a really bad, uh, kickoff fumble mm-hmm. he did have the one pick to uh to hayward where the ball just kind of wedged between two two big linemen and hayward came away with it but other than that he played pretty good ball yeah that's pretty fluky i don't you can't really not yeah no that's not that. gonna happen often i mean usually that ball's gonna drop down but they just happen to belly bump and hayward noticed that the ball was stuck between the two of them so he put his big mitts around it and fell to the ground yeah so yeah um, fields look good um still like a turtle though um yeah i'll never unsee that i know right yeah. it's once that was pointed out to uh, me montgomery and his return look strong yeah um and i i i get that nagy is probably gonna get fired if they don't make a playoff push but I felt like his offensive game plan, if in fact that was his, was actually solid last night because you could tell the Steelers weren't really ready for the Wildcat. Mm-hmm. And while we kind of kept it in check when Montgomery kept the ball, it was the play where Montgomery handed off that killed us for one of those touchdowns to uh, Mooney. Mm-hmm. You, the the entire defense bit the wild, the the sweep to the right. And Mooney basically went around left and was basically untouched for what twenty, thirty yards, whatever it was. Right. Um, so a pretty solid uh, night for Nagy as far as how he attacked a very good defense, especially in the fourth quarter. Maybe you could attribute that to a little bit of uh, getting tired because our offense was not great. Mm-hmm. Um. Najee was was good but not great, but he was going against a pretty solid defensive line that was just getting push right all night. And and when Najee, it seemed like Najee did one of two things: he either busted out a ten yard gain or he got smoked at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, uh, Kendrick Green, horrible night. He was getting pushed into the backfield left and right uh, by those big big bear defensive linemen and Dan Moore, uh, who. I kind of trashed last week, but according to everybody else, they said he did well against Miles Garrett. He didn't do great last night either. Um, but bottom line is Pittsburgh comes away with a win, and depending on which uh, talking head you watch today, it was all because of one thing, and that was the taunting penalty on Cassius Marsh late in the fourth quarter on a third-down sack of Ben Roethlisberger that basically kept the drive alive. At that point, Pittsburgh was up 23 to 20. Um, that penalty gave us a first down, and in the ensuing plays, we went down, kicked a field goal, and made it 26 20. Now, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't matter a whole lot because Chicago then turned around and scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah, because if it's a punt and Chicago drives down and gets a touchdown, they have the lead. They got the lead anyway with the touchdown. It was twenty to twenty-three at that point. We made it twenty-six to twenty. So the touchdown it would be either they got the lead either way. Right. I get it. It 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 
potentially change the outcome of the game. Sure. You can't say for certain because you don't know that, you know, a lot of people will always say, well, if that didn't happen, they win the game. Maybe. Maybe. Their chances may have increased. Uh, that being said, I know what my opinion is on, on the play. What is yours? Um, th- That's a horrible taunting penalty, obviously. Um, Did you see the clip? Well, we I think we Jake talked about it last night because Jake was with us watching the game. The bump, yeah. The ref. It looks a lot like the referee kind of initiated a little contact. Yeah, and then the moment it happens, he throws a flag for taunting, but which is weird. He was reaching for it before the contact happened. If you watch the clip, his hand he he goes down and he's grabbing the flag. And Maybe that's why he's, he's it, adjusting his hip, you're saying? It's almost like he, he paused for a second and the check happened and then he, he tossed it. He, Tony Correnti, come out with a statement saying that had nothing to do with it. Of course, that's what he's going to say, even if it did. Um, yeah, it'd be funny if he did the opposite. Yeah, that's why I threw, threw the flag. Yeah. Motherfucker, get out of my area. And, and I, I've kind of fought back and forth with this, but... I kind of side, uh, call me a homer, whatever. But I will. I, I kind of side with Jeff Saturday on this. Bottom line is, you you made the big play. Mm-hmm. You got up. You did your high yaw, spinning roundhouse kick, which looked pretty impressive. Actually, mm-hmm. he, you know, looks like he might have some experience in that field. Then you high five several teammates. Then go to the sideline. Yeah, I don't know why he's well. I let me but instead that. he walks. Towards the Pittsburgh sideline, who, if you haven't been paying attention, Pittsburgh cut him in the uh, preseason because we were pretty deep at outside linebacker. And Chicago actually signed him last week to the uh, practice squad. To the practice squad, probably for a, a, maybe a little insider information. Sure. But they signed him to the active roster. He got in and, and he got a garbage sack. Uh, and I say garbage sack because he got stonewalled at the line of scrimmage. And the only reason he got the sack was because Ben was scrambling away from the other guys and basically ran face first into him. Hmm. But my point is you did your celebration. You celebrated with your teammates, walk the fuck off the field. There is no need. Cause look, okay. I get it. You walk over towards Pittsburgh and kind of stand there and I it didn't look like he said anything or not, but you stand there with a little swagger hmm. and then you go and you walk away. Do you really think that at that moment in time, Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler are on the sidelines going, gosh, I wish we would have kept this guy because fuck TJ Watt. This is the star. (laughs) No, they don't give a shit. Like, what are you saying by looking badass over at the sideline? Nothing. You have not proved a goddamn thing. Walk your ass to the sideline. So in that aspect and by the letter of the law, which I don't like. I don't like the taunting penalties at all, but if you're going to call it, that's one that should be called. I get it in that time of the game. It seems poor, but if you're going to call it in the first quarter, shouldn't you call it in the fourth quarter? He stood by letter by, I don't care. He stood and stared. I understand that, but (laughs) he had his celebration already. Okay. He got up and he did his sack dance. High five some teammates. You're not allowed to keep celebrating. Mm. There is excessive celebration. You know, you can't do a fucking five minute choreographed routine True. on the field. So 
by letter of the law, it, it should have been a penalty. Bad timing, 100% agreed. And and last night I felt it was a little much, and maybe it is, but bottom line, by rule, you're not doing anything special. Just walk your ass back. You made a big play. Hmm. You celebrated. Go, go high-five your teammates because Pittsburgh don't give a shit that they cut you. Like, they're not missing you. Right. And you disagree. Yeah. There are other bad calls, though. No, there, there were. were several. There were. Um, uh, I don't know about several, but there were there were more than one. I'll put it that way. But, and TJ Watt brought this up, and even Jake, when he was here uh, last night watching the game, mentioned it a couple times. The, the Chicago tackles, almost every drive, on they were getting off early. They mm-hmm. could have called probably 10 false start penalties. And even TJ Watt made comments about it, about how, you know, it's it's pretty sad when in my home stadium I'm at a disadvantage because the tackles are getting a half a second head start on me. Hmm. And he's right. And Jake, you were here. Jake called it out a couple times on his own team that, you know, they that quick little jump when you're playing a, a line position, that, that can be yeah. all the difference in the world. So there were missed calls. Uh, and I will even admit that Chicago probably had more than Pittsburgh. But I think you got a short memory because last night, you, yeah, you. No, I. <laughs> it was. I am agreeing that yeah, there like the roughing. There, there should have been a roughing call against uh, Justin Fields, no question. The one against Ben probably shouldn't have been called. Hmm. Um, but there were a couple of pass interference calls that we could have got that didn't. Um. All in all, still, yes, Chicago probably got the raw end of the deal, but how many times do we watch the same shit happen to us? It, it's unfortunately part of the game. It is. I'm not going to sit here and you know let my fucking good mood be ruined by a bunch of crybabies over some penalties. Okay. I'll cry about them too, but at the end of the day, guess what? Still a dub in the standings. Yeah. If you're us, it's an L for the other people. Basically everyone else. Yeah. I mean, so it is what it is. Uh, Nobody's perfect. I bet Cassius Marsh doesn't do that shit anymore, though. Probably not. If he's even on a roster. Right. You know. Career journeyman. So, yeah. Um. Other notes of the game, uh, like I said, the offensive line, who had been showing signs of improvement, it took a step back, especially Kendrick Green. Um, Pat Fryermuth. Big can step that, forward. Can that like. kid play or not? Yeah. I mean, we are watching, a, I think, a budding superstar in the making with him. Uh, I'm not going to say he's going to be Gronk or Travis Kelsey, but I think he is – if he stays Keith Miller part two, maybe if he stays healthy, he is going to be one of those just rock solid, consistent guys. He's not going to like break coverages the way like Gonzalez or even a Kyle Pitts can do right now mm-hmm. or Travis Kelsey. But he's just that guy that when you throw him the ball, he fucking makes the catch. He makes the tough combat catches. Uh, he did last week against Cleveland and it had another one uh, last night against Chicago where you know they're fighting, hand fighting for the ball, and he he manages to come away with it. 
love to see it out of a tight end, and that's only going to get better uh, as he matures and grows into his NFL body because right now he's kind of undersized mm-hmm. for an NFL tight end. And yeah, I, a little bit. You yeah. know, he's he's only going to get better, and hopefully, him and uh, our next quarterback, who we're about to talk about, uh, can <laughs> develop a very nice little uh, camaraderie and uh, have a great career. Yeah. So TJ Watt again, three sacks. So uh, with those three sacks, he is now the fourth fastest in NFL history to reach the 60 sack plateau. Finished uh, 61 is where he's at right now in what they say, 69 games. Yeah. Is that what it was? And he joins his brother, which. I think is amazing that you've got two brothers who are both currently active in the NFL, although one's probably on his way out, but probably JJ. Yeah. Uh, and it was funny if you were here last night, we were, did you look it up or Jake looked it up? Jake, Jake, looked, Jake it up. looked it up. So me and Dylan were trying to guess. And uh, I think you said JJ mm-hmm. and we were wrong on pretty much everything else. Yeah. Yeah. It was JJ. I, well, I came up with Derek Thomas. Yeah. Once he gave us the hint that one was a linebacker, one was a defensive lineman. Mm-hmm. And then the other one, we were close. We thought it was the all-time sack leader, Bruce Smith, but no, it was instead Reggie White who did it in 50, what do you say, 52 or 50? Something insane. Yeah. He averaged more than a sack a game, basically. Um, so, yeah, kudos to TJ. Glad he signed that deal because uh, he is now – He's at 61 sacks, and the all-time Steeler record is 80. So if he keeps this pace, it's a possibility that he breaks it before the end of next season in only what will become his sixth sixth NFL season. Yeah. That's pretty fucking impressive. Yes. Especially considering it's the Steelers. A lot of good people as far as... Yeah, yeah. I mean, just looking through history... Uh, and they did, even though the the stat wasn't officially counted. Um, somebody went back and counted Green and Elsie Greenwood's. Oh, wow. and I think Elsie Greenwood was at seventy eight, and Green was around sixty something. Because mm. uh, as great as as Mean Joe Green is, and I don't even know if you know this, but uh, Mean Joe wasn't really. I mean, he was a threat in rushing the passer, but he was more that middle, just destroy the runner. Right. It was LC that was the sack man in in yeah. that defense because he was the defensive end, whereas Joe Green uh, was the D-tackle. Yeah, Joe played the middle. Um, but either way, they were still a nightmare for quarterbacks and running backs alike. Mm. Um. So, yeah, overall, I'm happy. Next week we get Detroit, and I'm not overlooking them. Mm-mm. Because we've watched them lose some heartbreakers, they're not a terrible football team. No. Um, we've also seen a lot of Tomlin trap games. Yeah, the only thing that makes me feel better about that scenario is it's at home. Mm-hmm. If we were going to Detroit for this game, I would be way more nervous about it. But okay. it's at home, and Tomlin, for the most part takes care of business at home against bad teams. Doesn't not always, not 100%, not guaranteeing a victory, although we're going to win. Um but yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Because and we need to win that one to go to 6 and 3 because after that, 
shit's going to get a little dicey. Yeah. Our, our schedule uh, takes a dramatic turn uh, once we get through Detroit. So we need to come out of that six and three and get ready for the uh, the home stretch if we want a, any kind of chance for a playoff run and, and even a Tomlin continued no losing season thing. So, um, for do you want to review the games or do you want to talk the stories that we got a lot to talk about? Kind Let's of skip t- the games just because. What was it's there any two days old? I mean, Buffalo was the shocker of the day. There were a few upsets that kind of yeah. Where the hell did it go? It was over here. Uh, yeah, a couple of the games really kind of surprised me. Um, for one, I didn't. I probably would have went Bengals in a close game. Yeah. I I would not have predicted the Browns to just absolutely annihilate them. Mm-hmm. Um, the the Broncos was a big shocker. I, I did not expect them to blow Dallas out. <sighs> no one did. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, it was like 19 to nothing before mm. the fourth quarter. Um, Dolphins, Texans, no shock there. Falcons, Saints was a surprise, mm-hmm. uh, even with Sim- Simeon going out. And, and it was actually a double surprise because the Falcons got up big, and then the Saints stormed back in the fourth quarter and took the lead with like a minute to go, and then the Falcons come back and, and get the win there. Uh, Giants beating the Raiders. Surprising for sure. A bit surprising, but I, they've I, had it rough. I, yeah, two yeah. Weeks. they've had a, a a rough month. Yeah, well, this last month for the Raiders has not been good. So might be a few distractions going on in that locker room that they weren't exactly one hundred percent focused. Uh, Patriots Panthers. Christian McCaffrey returned. So you do uh, want to go through the games? Well, I'm not. But we're not getting in depth. In uh, Jaguars Bills was a big shocker. Never would have guessed that they would win that. And if I did, like we said last night, shootout. Uh, Vikings fucked us by pissing the game away against the Ravens. Chargers bounce back. Chiefs beat the struggling Packers with old Jordan Love. Cardinals beat the Niners. And the Titans shocked the Rams. And Stafford looked like shit, which killed my fantasy league. Thanks for that. All right. Anyway, moving on. What do you want to go to first? Our future quarterback? If we're going to go into our future quarterback, we actually have to watch his clip on McAfee today. I don't have to watch it. I watched it. Okay, I did not. So, Basically, most of it was just him talking about uh, the game, Jordan, and all this. Mm. The important part of it at the beginning was that he basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, I realize that what that I may have misled people. I'm sorry. I didn't intend to mislead you, uh, but I that's still the way that I feel, okay. more or less. Okay. Like, sorry if you took it that way. Uh, it wasn't my intention. Doesn't change my opinions. Also, the team knew and the league knew. So yeah, whatever. Yeah. Which again, I don't. We don't need to really rehash the entire story. Right. Everybody's heard it. But all that being said, what are your initial thoughts on it? Like your opinion on him, on the situation. Um, I, I, I mean, I have first off, I have no issue with anything he said. Um, the only thing I would say that kind of doesn't make a lot of sense is that he said the reason he didn't. First off, he has an allergy to the two major, the, two the, of the, the major mRNAs. Yeah. Which, so hey, that's a good reason not to take it. Yeah. Um, he said that he was concerned about the Johnson and Johnson. Because yeah, of the because clot- back then was. 
right when it happened, the clotting. It isn't like this happened. I'm just explaining. Uh, sure. Yeah. Sure. But it was, it was six women, and that was it between the ages of like 20 to 48 or something. So it probably would have been okay. But whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't have an issue with anything he said. This poor guy's getting crucified, and he said multiple times, I followed, I always wore a mask unless I was on the sideline because he had to get tested every day. I'd wear a mask around my teammates. I'd socially distance, but, like, he he basically, yeah, I agree with everything he said. He didn't, he has no, there's no reason he should be getting crucified right now. Yeah. Yeah, everybody's saying he lied. I mean, not really. I realize that, yes, what he said was misleading, but I also understand the aspect of why he didn't go into details of his, like Max Kellerman. Mm. Uh, it's like, you know, you need to tell us what your therapy is, so, you know. No, he doesn't. No, no. For the same reason that he didn't need to tell anybody whether or not he was vaccinated, even though it, it was known to the league, to the team, blah, blah, right. blah. And uh, the only thing that I maybe fault him for that people kind of ripped on him was when he was saying that I followed every protocol except when it didn't make sense. Yeah. Is what he said. Right. Which I can, re- I respect it, love it, but you're kind of contradicting yourself yeah. right there a little bit. And we know that he went to the Halloween party dressed as John Wick and there's pictures where he's not wearing a mask. Uh, he didn't wear masks in press conferences which, to his defense, he's 100% right. He's tested every single day, mm-hmm. and everybody in the room is, A, vaccinated because the NFL only allows vaccinated press members in, and they still have to wear a mask. So why the fuck should he have to wear a mask? Right. When, when in theory, if he's tested every single day, he's probably the safest person in the room. Mm-hmm. Whereas the un, or the vaccinated players only have to test every two weeks. So he made some really good points, and uh, love him or hate him, some of the things he said, while he says aren't political, but they can be construed as such. Sure. But, but he's right. If you go back to when this whole vaccine thing started, who is our president? That would be Donald J. Trump. Yes. And what was the hardcore left saying when he was pushing this vaccine? Don't take the vaccine. It's not safe. They rushed it. And lo and behold, Trump, quote unquote, loses the election and Joe Biden comes in. He did. But OK, go ahead. Whatever. Different show. Uh, <laughs> but then what happens when when the left has control? everyone take the. Yes, vaccine. you have to get vaccinated. We're having vaccine mandates. Yeah. It, it, and Aaron Rodgers called him out on that. And he's right. Accurate. Yeah. Yeah. And then we see. Because he mentioned that he called Joe Rogan and the. the this is what pisses me off about the media. Yeah, He says, yeah, I called Joe Rogan and he gave me some advice and I talked to my doctors and got me on the ivermectin and this, that, and the other. Then the media says, well, he called Joe Rogan. Since when is Joe Rogan a doctor? Blah, blah, blah. That's not what he said. He just said he called him because he was on the same fucking treatment. Right. And that's it. And guess what? It fucking works. Yeah. Even though, like... With, I, I hate to get into that other show material here, but mm-hmm. what pisses me off about even back when it was uh, hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. and now ivermectin, sure, the U.S. is not 
you know, saying that these are, are effective treatments. But if you just go do a little homework, there are other countries that are treating people with these medications by the millions. Yeah. And they are very, very effective. Yeah. Not for everybody, but guess what? Not every fucking person reacts the same to every fucking medication. Exactly. And it worked for him. And it, these fucking idiots will get on there and say, no, it's a horse thing. No, it's not. Right. Every medication in the world is invented, basically, not every, but most medications are, are invented for humans. And then they're dosed down for animals, for things mm-hmm. like that. And the point, the other point he made was how... Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. Yeah, because the girl I'm dating is a vet tech. Yeah. And we watch John Wick, which in the ending, he's all fucked up, and he goes into a vet's office to get medicine. I'm like, is yeah. this accurate? He goes, oh, yeah. Yeah. She goes, oh, yeah. You yeah, can get... They give dogs Vicodin and, you yeah. Know, yeah, it's all, anything that you give your, your pet, there's a human out there probably taking it for the same kind of thing. Anyway, just wanted to. Yeah, no, you, back you're, you're absolutely point. right. Um, but he made, the, the other point he made about specifically the uh, the hydro, eh, hydroxychloroquine and the ivermectin is that one other reason that U.S. doctors won't push it mm-hmm. is because they're generic. Mm-hmm. And you can walk into any store and pay like 10 bucks and get them or maybe more. I don't know. Whereas now Pfizer and I believe Moderna is working on one as well, a pill therapy. And can you imagine what that shit's going to exactly. cost? Yeah. And while no, it's not the same formula, it's probably very chemically close to have the same kind of effect, which the last report I read on the, the Pfizer version of it uh, is very, very promising. Mm-hmm. But it's all a money grab mm-hmm. and that to me nothing has been bigger in this whole pandemic than than the cash you know follow the fucking cash that and um rogan shared a video on fate well i'm sure all his social media is a couple days ago where it's the intro to a bunch of news shows sponsored by pfizer sponsored by pfizer sponsored by pfizer mm-hmm. brought to you by pfizer sponsored by pfizer yeah yeah i mean that, that that's what drives me nuts about the world we live in right now is the media controls so much and the people that control the media are the ad guys and guess who control those companies sponsors yeah no no the companies the lobbyists oh yeah and and the under the table dealings from the Right, crooked pricks in in Washington, and that's both sides. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely lean more right. I he, lean left. We agree left. on that. Yeah. But the the bottom line is, you give me ten Republicans in this room, and every fucking one of them are corrupt. Mm-hmm. I just happen to like their policies more than the left's. But if I had to define myself, I'm a libertarian. Anyway, same so yeah. thing with me, just reversed. Yeah, I, I, you know. I agree with most of what Aaron Rodgers said. Maybe his delivery could have been a little bit better, but uh, for him to get absolutely crucified, I think is just a, an absolute travesty of justice. Right. Cause he said what a lot of people are thinking. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. Uh, and he, he also went on to say that, you know, he's on the backside and he feels great and he's hopeful that he gets to play this Sunday, which, you know, He'll have to get cleared on Saturday, so he's not going to be able to practice or even go to the team facility at all. Yeah, that'll be interesting. It's Aaron Rodgers, although it is the Chiefs. You still Uh, need practice, though. But 
Uh, I don't okay. know. Well, I, it, I mean, surely, surely they're sending him film and all this, so it's not like he's gonna just walk in blind. He'll he'll know the game plan. Uh, might be a little shaky, right? But uh, the way Drew- Jordan Love looked, yeah, he's the better option for sure. Yeah. The reason why I said it is Drew Brees literally said that on Sunday Night Football, talking about God, I can't remember who it was. Someone who didn't practice. A quarterback that didn't practice and looked like shit recently. Who, or it would have been this week. Who the fuck could it have been? I can't remember. Um, anyway, but he he literally said that. Look, if I don't care who you are. If you don't practice for two weeks and then you play in a game, you're not going to look very good. No, I'll agree with that for the most part, but we have seen instances where somebody has not practiced all week and came in and did just fine. Yeah. You know, it. we're talking about one of the – better quarterbacks in the history of our league one of the best quarterbacks in the history of our league. yeah depending on who you ask i think he's definitely up there without a doubt um i i think he'll be okay especially against what uh i believe is a very weak chiefs defense oh yeah and the fact that Wait, chiefs that's who they just played or i'm sorry who do they play i believe they play seahawks, the seahawks. you're right also the a seahawks. weak defense. also a weak defense <laughs> yes with a returning uh, Russell Wilson, who has been cleared. Yeah. And and will be activated for this game. So, that being said, uh, if he is cleared, I, I think Aaron will come in and, and be okay. But we'll see. Uh, chances might get a little better, depending on what happens uh, with our next story. I just read a little snippet that ties into Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And our next story... OBJ. Yep. This all started a week and a half ago, I guess, ish, somewhere in there. Roughly, yeah. Uh, where OBJ's dad, and again, this is where the media on day one <coughs> pissed me off because the media first presented it as OBJ's dad made this video and, and posted it. No, he didn't. He simply shared a YouTube video that a guy made of several times over the course of four weeks of, of Baker Mayfield either throwing horrible passes to OBJ or, for the most part, not throwing him the ball when he appeared to be completely wide open. Mm-hmm. Now, I went to the Instagram post, and his dad did say, you know, that's, again, paraphrasing, uh, not going to be quiet no more, you know, family first, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and that basically created this giant shit show shit storm whatever you want to call it they told obj not to practice we kind of saw the writing on the wall and then a couple days after that it was look we're gonna we're just gonna part ways and he has been released to as of yesterday yeah and they reworked his contract prior to release basically uh eliminating either one or two years off his deal, however it worked out, converted some money to signing bonus. So it boiled down to this. Any team that wanted to claim him was on the hook for $7.25 million guaranteed money, Mm -hmm. and he's a free agent next year. Mm -hmm. So it's a very unattractive contract if you're going to claim him on waivers. Only nine teams had the cap space to do it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean anything because anybody can make room, but it's still – you're not going to pull a receiver in for half a season for 7.25. No. So then, you know, that was OBJ's uh, big demand. 
Uh, 4 p.m. went by today, or 4 p.m. Eastern went by today. Nobody claimed him, so he is now a free agent. Mm-hmm. Now, another little rumor came out. I don't know if you were here when I talked about this yesterday. But, I'm not sure. Uh, another rumor came out that may or may not have persuaded a potential claimer to not claim him. And that was basically they said that if he is not or if he is claimed by a team he doesn't want to go to, there's a good chance he's going to be a, di- a disruption. Mm-hmm. And, and I told Jake, I was like, that's his agent putting that out. Yeah. Through whatever channels, that that is probably legit. And they just want that little rumor to get out there that maybe a team of like, okay, we'll just let him go. But I don't think a team would have claimed him anyway just because of that salary cap number. But, right. Uh, that being said, nobody claimed him. He's a free agent. And I just read literally 10 minutes before you walked in here that uh, Green Bay is one of his priority destinations. That's what I heard, too. So that could be uh, pretty deadly. Yeah, him and Devontae Adams with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. Yeah. Now, what are your thoughts about the whole OBJ Cleveland situation i for right or wrong baker's a lot better without him uh, yeah uh, so i i guess i i really want to know what like the behind the scenes interactions were like yeah because this is whether you love him or hate him or want to shit on his chest which he'd probably like <laughs> nice this is a guy that in my opinion based on his uh, history of work should be targeted no less than 10 times a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk in the last, I don't know how long he's been in the league, but in the last, let's say six, seven years, whatever the case may be about who are the best receivers over the course of the last six, eight years, OBJ is in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Now the last two years, and of course he was out for most of last year, but uh, don't reflect that, but if you look at his time with the Giants, that was, that was the Giants. They weren't very good, and he was still just killing it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get why they couldn't make that work between him and Baker. And just uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's a weird, mystery because for sure. I don't think he maybe he lost a little bit, but I I can't see him just completely falling off the cliff, right, and becoming just an absolute shit receiver. I think there's a lot of teams out there he could be their number one guy and catch eight to ten balls a game if he's thrown at when he's when he's open. Yeah, for sure. You know, so uh, we'll see what happens. But like I said, if he goes to Green Bay, that uh, instantly boosts them and and could put them right back in the race. Well, I mean, it's not like they're out of the race. They've lost one game. They're but Arizona's looking really sol- solid with only one loss. Sure. Now that the Rams dropped to the Titans. All right. If you were Odell. Where would you want to go? Green Bay looks nice. Yeah. With it without a doubt. Um Rams looks pretty nice too. Yeah, they do, but there has to be a mutual interest, and mm-hmm. I don't think there would be because Cooper Cup is having a monster year. Mm-hmm. And Robert Woods ain't too shabby either. True. So I, I don't know that there would be enough balls to make OBJ happy in, in LA. Because yeah. you know they've got a solid one and two, a good tight end, 
Running back's a little shaky, but I, I don't think they need receiver. They just let Deshaun Jackson go. Right. Who, granted, ain't Deshaun Jackson of 10 years ago, but still solid. And I read he signed. Raiders. S- okay, yeah. They needed a speedy wide receiver. <laughs> yes, they did. Emphasis on speed there. Yeah, speed does kill. Yeah. Oh, God. Too sad. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let me just glance through the teams. Jets. No. Colts don't really fall into that contender category. What about the Bungles? Yeah, Bungles, they they could use him. Mm-hmm. Although Tyler Boyd, though, he's really underrated. He's He was their go-to guy until Jamar Chase decided to blow up, mm-hmm. and although Jamar Chase did have three really bad drops against Cleveland. Mm. Um, Saints? With losing Michael Thomas, Saints would have been an attractive option, but they just lost their starting yeah. quarterback, and now you're looking at Trevor Simeon and uh, Taysom Hill as your potential. I still don't get why they didn't sign Cam. At least bring him in, take a look. You know yeah. what I mean? Because then you got a at the very least a solid quarterback, and you still have the gadget guy, right? In Taysom Hill, I, that that one baffled me. It really did. Um, I, Patriots. I could have seen them going for him to give Mac Jones a, a rock solid number one because right now he's literally throwing the ball to Nelson Aguiar and uh, Nikhil Harry or Harry. Yeah, Nikhil Henry or Harry Harry. I don't know. Just, he's a bust. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Uh, Bills, Raiders. I don't know about the Bills, just because I. I mean, you got Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders, so probably not enough balls to go around there. Ravens was another team that I thought might, yeah. might make her, and they still might make a run at him, to be honest with you, because uh, Marquise Brown does make big plays from time to time. I don't see Marquise Brown as that number one, you know, 10, 12 targets a game type guy. Sure. Do you see him as a. Fuck, I'm blanking on his name. Played for the Steelers, was great at the deep ball, couldn't do anything else. Mike went Wallace. To Oakland, went to Oakland, never played it down, got cut. Oh, 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 Martavis Bryant. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. As far as Marquise Brown, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a home run guy. Um, and maybe he'll develop into something better than that, but right now that's, that's really all I see him as. Uh, Chargers, Eagles, yeah, Chargers, Card- me? Well, nah, nah. nah, Chargers nah. are pretty, pretty solid. They Keenan got Keenan Allen, Michael, Mike Williams, yeah. Mike Williams. Yeah, they're yeah. both killing it. Uh, Tennessee's pretty good on wide receiver right now. So honestly, looking at the list, Green Bay and the Ravens are are my top two as far as places that could really, really use him. And I hope, for the sake of being a Steeler fan, it's the fucking Packers because. Fuck Baltimore. Don't want him going there. Yeah. Don't no. want to have to deal with him. Do you want our future quarterback to have another reason to stay with his current team, though? I I think that ship has sailed. And you got to remember, this... Well, I guess he could sign a long-term deal, but I doubt that he will. Mm. I think he will... Because obviously nobody's going to pay him the $7 million that he got to be claimed. 
So I think he's going to, and he's going to have to take a low ball offer because let's be honest, there's only eight games left for most right. of these teams. So uh, he's not going to get, you know, retirement rich mm-hmm. off of this deal unless somebody's stupid and they, they sign him long-term. But I would imagine that Odell uh, is a going to, if he wants to go to green Bay, I almost guarantee it's going to be on a finish the year deal basically based on the assumption that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be there. Mm-hmm. I, in other words, I don't think he's going to go to Green Bay. But like, yeah, I'll sign a five-year deal knowing full well that greatest quarterback in Green Bay history is probably not going to be here next year. Could sign a two-year deal and be like, well, if he comes back, then you have him for an extra year. And if Rodgers doesn't come back, oh, well, you can try Jordan Love for a year. And if you don't like it, leave. Yeah, but I, I can't see – a receiver, especially a kind of a diva guy like OBJ, I, True. I doubt that's going to happen. He's going to if he signs with Green Bay, it's this year only, and then maybe if they talk Aaron into staying, maybe he resigns. But chances are he's going to try and go somewhere and ball out for one year and be a big dollar free agent next year. Makes next sense. Season. Okay. I, and that's part of the reason why I think he wanted this negotiation with Cleveland to kill the contract after this season. Because I know he was under contract for at least one more year, and that was part of the the agreement that they came to to get him out of there. So, sure. like I said, for for our sake, let's hope he goes NFC. Yeah, and and stays the fuck out of the AFC North. Unless, would you take him? We have the cap room. I mean, we are in kind of a one year. <sighs> Desperation, get the ring now. Hmm. I I kind of I wrestled with myself on this. Like we, we could use him because that doesn't seem Deontay's, like a Pittsburgh move. Deontay's but. great. Chase Claypool has been hit and miss this year. He's made some big plays, but he's he's missed some big plays. So we could use him, yeah, for sure. But I don't I don't think OBJ would like it for the simple fact that we throw the ball short. Mm-hmm. He's not a catch and run, you know, he ain't going to catch them line of scrimmage screens and try and run the ball. OBJ yeah. wants to go deep, make spectacular catches. So I don't think that, that we're on his radar. Yeah. So don't think that doesn't seem like a Pittsburgh move to me at all. No, it doesn't. And I don't think our offensive system is built for it. Right. Five years ago, possibly because Ben was slinging it all over the field. Mm-hmm. Now it's, two seconds and throw it to somebody within five yards, which I fucking hate, but that's the world we live in right now. Mm. So yeah, I, I don't think he would help us in, in the way that he could help other teams. So no, I don't think I would, I would want him. If Mm -hmm. our offensive line was better and gave Ben more than two seconds to throw, by all means, go for it. That's not the world we live in. Right. So, all right, moving on. Uh, the, Final big story. Uh, well, before we get to that story, uh, did you see Nick Chubb? No. What? Tested positive for COVID. Oh, shit. He is vaccinated, so he is on the two negative tests in a 24-hour period, and he can play. But uh, his status for this weekend is very, very much in question. And I believe one of their other running – well, Cream Hunt is still on IR. Not sure when he's – possible to return uh, but their other running back is also 
on the COVID list because of close contact. So the only active running back they have right now is Ernest Johnson, who, if he performs the way he did a couple weeks ago, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but they're going to have to bring somebody in. Right. But as of right now, Nick Chubb's status for the Patriots, <clears throat> very much in doubt. Hmm. Now, Henry Ruggs III. Yeah. Tragic story um, sprinkled with a whole lot of fucking stupidity. 156 miles an hour in a, a Corvette in Vegas or right outside of. I don't know exactly where it, it took place, but uh, ran into a RAV4, which is a very small sport utility vehicle, instantly set it on fire, killing the woman and her dog uh, in the car. She didn't die instantly either. No, no. There are re- witness reports that they could hear screaming, which is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, all the ways to go, that's that's the worst. That or drowning. I, I, I've would, never experienced either one. I think I'd take drowning over being burned alive personally, but. I would imagine the pain aspect of burning alive would. Uh-huh. But I would. I don't know. Either one would suck. I mean, yeah. again, having not experienced it, yeah, they they both suck, and it's it's a terrible thing. Um, twenty was he twenty two years old? Twenty two, twenty three, something like that. Yeah. Second year player who was really kind of starting to come into his own mm-hmm. as a, as a potential star in this league, and just does something absolutely stupid, and it appears that the computer shows that his airbag deployed at one hundred and twenty three miles an hour. There was nothing really. They, the only thing left of his car, the Corvette, was basically the, the, the cockpit, right. whatever you want to call it. Um, but for the most part, he came away with just more or less minor injuries. Which that in itself is nutty, right? I, yeah, I don't know if it's changed, but for many, many, many years, the Corvette was a fiberglass body. Which doesn't offer a whole lot of protection. No. <coughs> and he had a loaded gun with him, which they have now tacked on more charges. So he went, he, he's looking at a absolute bare minimum of two to four years in prison with a maximum of like 42 years in prison. Yeah. So NFL career is over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raiders cut him basically by the end of the day, and rightfully so. Hours. Yeah. Basically after the news broke, he was cut. Um, if I had to guess, I would say he's probably going to get 10 years to 15. I don't know that he's Probably was... only going to serve five or six tops. Because I don't think he's ever really been in a whole uh, lot of trouble. That's what I was going to say, too, yeah. Um, and... Uh, look, I get it. The the people are, oh, no, he needs to rot in prison. Look, it's horrible. Absolutely mm-hmm. horrible, inexcusable. But the bottom line was it was a mistake. Mm-hmm. A, a horrible, horrible mistake that he will now have to live with for the rest of his life. Uh, not only the fact that he took somebody's life and, and decimated somebody's family, but he decimated himself. Yeah. 
I mean, this was a guy that was in line to potentially make millions of dollars, and now he'll never play another down of professional football. Um, so I, I don't necessarily think he needs to rot his life away in prison because of it. Agree or disagree? I, I, yeah, I, you make good points. I mean, I could see it both ways, honestly. I mean, yeah. And maybe my opinion would change if it was a family member. Oh, I'm yeah. But as a it definitely would. Yeah, but... as as a completely you know outsider. That's what you're supposed to look at it anyway. Technically, true, but... but he is. I mean, he's gonna pay a pretty hefty price just mentally, with with all the aspects of it. Not to mention he is going to do time, no question, and, and lots of fines and probably several years of probation. No. Yeah. This horrible situation. Yeah, don't don't do that, kids. Ho- yeah, hopefully the the younger generation coming into the league uh kind of looks at that situation and maybe that is a story that will be told at the rookie symposium every year for the next 30 years. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. And this all goes back to uh basically our thoughts uh from a couple years ago when it was announced a few years ago, whenever it was that the Oakland Raiders were moving to Las Vegas. Mm. So you're going to take a team notorious for having one of the worst reputations in the history of the NFL and move them to a place they call sin city. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. To be fair, it didn't look like his night was all that wild. It's just, he, he was what at a shooting at a driving range. Top golf. Yeah. Which, reportedly, he did about 18 shots while there. Why do you serve someone 18 shots? That's a good question. His blood content was .16, which is twice the legal limit. Yeah. Which leads me to believe that the the 18 shots is bullshit. Probably. Although. 18 is a lot. We don't know the time frame. We don't know whether or not he ate. Yeah. And you got to remember, this is a finely tuned athlete who probably takes very good care of his body, which means his metabolism is probably pretty high, mm. which all feeds into the how much liquor type, you know what I'm saying? So sure. while I won't 100% rule it out, I I do question the 18 shots. He definitely had enough, you know, 0.16 uh, is illegal, but when you think about the fact that you can literally take two shots and be 0.8. Yeah. Oh, eight, I should say, and be 100% sober in your head for the most part. I know I am. Uh, I'm sure there are people out there that aren't, but I've blown a fucking 0.32 and been fine. Mm. I I know. I back when I had my superpower, I had a buddy that got a DUI and he was like a 0.08 and yeah, it was literally two shots. Yeah. And he was totally fine. It's, it's ridiculous. So the 18 shots and blowing a point one six, or not, I guess it wouldn't be blowing. It was probably a blood test, but uh, I, I find that hard to believe. But bottom line, legal limit. He was over it twice. Well over it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically aggravated DUI resulting in death, uh, felony weapons charge, reckless driving. So yeah, he's going away, folks. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's why they just signed Deshaun Jackson. Now, moving on. 
What else you got? You're hosting the fucking show, man. Oh, I thought you had ideas of shit to talk about. Um, did, oh, did you see the uh, the NBA thing with Nikolai Jokic? I heard about it. I didn't see and, it. And Marcus Morris, Marquise Morris, Markeef, whatever the fuck. Let's see if I can. Yeah. Um, so the Denver Nuggets were playing the uh, Miami Heat last night. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the... If the game was out of reach at this point, two thirty nine left in the fourth quarter, so it may have very well been. Marquise, uh, Markeef, sorry, Morris. Finals one thirteen to ninety six, so probably. Okay, yeah, the game was well out of reach. You'll see, see the, the bump. Yeah, pretty significant bump as Jokic just coming down. I mean, Morris just absolutely checks him. And then turns his back on the guy. Yeah. And Nikolai Jokic, Jokic just comes up and throws him a nasty forearm shiver in the back and just sends him flying uh, at least six, eight feet down on the floor in a big scuff, and he got thrown out. And yeah, I don't put that on him at all, Jokic. Jok- Jokic? Yeah. Guy gets bumped for no reason. Fuck you. <laughs> but it all goes back to you can't. You can't retaliate. Well, no. He, the the initiator, mm-hmm. got a, I believe, a flagrant two. Mm-hmm. Might have been a flagrant one. I'm not sure. And he got thrown out. Understandably so. Yeah. And uh, so Morris had tweeted something, and then his brother, twin brother Marcus Morris, had tweeted uh, – Waited till bro turned his back. Shake my head. Noted. On Twitter is what he put. And like mm-hmm. that little emoji where you're writing something down. Yeah. So Jokic's brothers, and these guys are like Slovakian or Serbian or whatever. Like one of the countries that they literally dodge bombs all day. Yeah. Day. <clears throat> his brothers collectively started started a Twitter account and replied to that tweet and said... You should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make a step further, be sure we will be waiting for you. You don't fuck with those guys. No. The Eastern European guys, you don't yeah, fuck with no, them. No. Because they know people. Yeah. They know people in really dark, dingy places that will do shit for very little money just because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And I watched, I was watching. Uh, uh, ESPN or whatever late last night after the game. And after the little scrum, like you could, Jimmy Butler was out there going, bring that shit to the back. Like, you yeah, know, basically trying to call him out, but I don't think that's a can you want to open. Yeah, man. no, you know, that's one of the groups of people you don't fuck with. Yeah. The Eastern Europeans, the Polynesian dudes, you and don't le- fuck and, with those guys. And, either. Unless you're really good friends with fucking uh, Liam Neeson. <laughs> yeah. Cause he, he seems to have a way with him. Right. right. Uh, and then Marcus Morris tweeted, Mama said, don't talk on social media no more. Well, there you have it. Love you, Mama. In other words, get your ass off of Twitter yeah. before you get our entire family fucking <laughs> murdered, destroyed. Yeah. Whether it's a bomb or a hitman or fucking whatever. So, yeah. Men I with bears. Was, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah th- that too. Uh, I, I found that to be... Uh, Quite amusing. Right. Be interesting uh, if they play again this season, which 
I'm assuming they should. We're early enough that because you play every team twice, even the ones from the other conference. Right. So they'll have to play in Denver at some point this year. Yeah. So, or my, I'm trying to think. I think they were actually home. So they'll have to go to Miami, mm. where there are probably a lot of Serbs and Slovakians and whatever the hell they are. Miami? Yeah. think so. Oh, yeah. Big cities, especially coastal cities where there's big drug trades. Okay. And they're in there. Okay. They're there. All right. And they're easy to spot amongst all the Cubans and everything else. So. Right. Uh, la, 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 la. Moving on. Moving on. College football. Michigan won. This week. This week they did. Yes, they did. Michigan State did not. Yeah. They got spanked by Purdue, which you were upset about. I, I, yeah, I don't know why. I pointed out the fact that you needed that to happen. I think I was just pissed that why the fuck can Purdue beat Michigan State, but Michigan can't. Well, yeah, there's that, but that's in the past, and it doesn't matter anymore, and you needed that to happen. Yeah. Bottom line. The very first uh, playoff rankings were also released last week while we were gone. I think the new one might come out today. Either be today or tomorrow. Where is... Really, do they not have... Playoff predictor. Uh, I don't know. Do you remember what they were? Oh, well, here we go. Yeah. Georgia, Bama, uh, Oregon, I want to say. Oregon was in the top four, and... I believe Oklahoma's was four, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. How what how did you feel about those rankings? How the fuck does a Bama team that loses to an unranked opponent, opponent sit above Oregon and Ohio State, for that matter... In Oklahoma. Yeah, here we are. Georgia, Cincinnati, number two. Alabama, Oklahoma. That's That's the A people. Well, I asked Google to give me the fucking playoff rankings. It did the same thing for me, too. Yeah. It doesn't... This is going to be old anyway. It's today at 8 p.m. Okay, well, the current... The one that came out. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, Oregon. Obviously, that is going to... Uh, change quite dramatically right or maybe not dramatically but uh, michigan state's gone yeah the the big thing is is yeah alabama being number two after losing like you said to an unranked team Mm -hmm. they didn't look very good against lsu either yeah if you want to put them in the top four fine but they cannot be any higher than four right my opinion i would agree just can't be there Mm -hmm. and cincinnati in my opinion, probably should have been there before Oregon. Yeah, but they can't do that because if they do that and Cincinnati wins out, then it'll be kind of hard for them to not put them in the playoff. You know that's not happening. I know, but I'm just saying that right. that's the way it should be. I know. So of those teams, um, we know Georgia won, we know Alabama won, but they didn't look great against LSU. Michigan State lost. I believe Oregon won. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State won. Won. Cincinnati, Cincinnati won. won. Michigan won. 
Oklahoma. Oklahoma being number eight. Yeah. Was also one that I felt, although if they've looked, they like looked shit. really bad the first half of the season. They've looked better as of late yeah. since they made the QB switch. Um, but yeah, I do remember like the first four or five weeks, they were just barely squeaking by teams they should have blown yeah. out. So maybe uh, I'm fair, not th- so mad at that. I one. think they had another nail biter, though. Wake lost. Wake lost. To Carolina. Notre Dame won. So. Um, so we know Michigan State's going to drop out. Does Cincinnati leapfrog Ohio State? No. Who did what this week? I, as far as how they look, I guess, and who they play. Uh, Ohio State stomped oh, the shit out of whoever they played. Um. Uh, Cincinnati. Oh, no, they didn't. They, oh, I was thinking of the week oh, before. Oh, Cincinnati actually did not look great. Yeah. They played uh, Tulsa and only won 28-20, whereas Ohio State uh, struggled a little bit early against uh, I was thinking of the week before. Nebraska. Yeah. So uh, it's probably going to be Ohio State. Oregon, yeah. Oregon, for the most part, uh, didn't look great against uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, a 10-point win, but still. When you're the number four team in the country, you're supposed to just destroy yeah. unranked teams. Michigan destroyed Washington yeah. earlier in the year, too. Um, that being said, it's probably just going to be Michigan State dropping out and Ohio State moving to number four. Probably. With with Oregon moving to number three. Um, Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken, actually won big, did they not? I thought I saw that. Maybe I'm wrong. Apparently, they didn't play. <laughs> so, they did not win very big. Yeah. It's kind of hard to keep track with college. There's so many fucking games. Yeah. Uh, Illinois, again, knocks off an unranked opponent on the road. So, I don't know what the fuck's going on with them. But, hmm. but yeah. It, it looks like it's probably going to be Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State with Cincinnati and Michigan and Oklahoma on the cusp. Uh well no, Michigan State will be above Michigan. And as they should be, they played head to head and Michigan State won, so it'll it'll probably Yeah, be... yeah, Mich- yeah, Michigan State will probably drop to 5 probably. You think they're still going to put them ahead of Cincinnati? Mhm. I don't. I do. I I don't. I think th- I think Michigan State drops to 6. I'm thinking Michigan State goes down to four, and you were you think they stay in the top four? Oh no, I said four. Sorry, five. My bad. No, no, no. Michigan, Ohio State will jump over them, obviously. So, yeah, it'll probably be Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Ohio State in the top four. Probably Michigan State at five. I could even see them leapfrogging Michigan over Cincinnati. Potentially, yeah, because Cincinnati didn't look great. You're right. Yeah, and Michigan looks good. Yeah. So I, they're going to have to to try and keep Cincinnati away from the top four. So, And we know Michigan State's got a big game coming up in two weeks against Ohio State, yeah. which will be before you guys play them, correct? 
Yeah, they Ohio the State, Michigan's before. the last game of the year. Yeah, and, and so the they've got Michigan State, and Michigan back to back, Ohio State. So I believe the way we worked it out was Ohio State has to beat Michigan State, and then you have to beat Ohio State to put you guys in the Big Ten title game. Here's what's gonna happen. Michigan's going to win out until Ohio State. I'll get my hopes up along with the other Michigan fans. They'll get fucking destroyed, and then they'll go to New York's, uh, the Citrus Bowl and lose. That's right. I, I, I've seen this movie. <laughs> I feel like Marty McFly. I've seen this one. That's probably what's going to happen. There you go, folks. Place your bets now. Yeah. All right. Do you have anything else? We're at an hour. Um, save it for Sunday or? Dune. I watched Dune. Yeah. Um, I recommend it. Um, I just kind of know what you're getting in for. Um, this is the first chapter of a story, not a complete story. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, thank God, they greenlit the sequel because otherwise, yeah, it's not a complete story at all. It's a setup for okay. a trilogy. Well, when you said that yesterday, I thought you were saying that... It, it's disappointing because it feels like there needs to be more. And I didn't know that it, they had already set up. Oh yeah. No, no, no I didn't mean it like that. Okay. I, I, I mean, so it solid is. then like it is. Just... I've, I've seen a lot of reports or people on the medias saying that it's a great movie. It is just kind of know what you're getting in, into. Like it's, it's slower. They got to set up a lot because you know, world building and what the fuck is going on. Right. All of that, um, visually, holy shit! Like I, as I was watching this on my TV through HBO Max, I was like, this would "Be pretty cool to see in theaters." Which uh, the original—I don't know if you ever saw it. I no. didn't. Um, and kind of a more sophisticated Star Warsy type. That's the way I would describe it. Yeah, which is why it didn't really draw my attention in the original because I was. You were a kid. Yeah, I was very young when the original Dune came out. But um, by all accounts I'm seeing on social media, people are really liking it. I'll probably check it out. And I like the fact that I never saw the original. Yeah, I do too. Uh, For the simple fact that then I won't compare and I won't get nostalgic and, you know, maybe misplace my opinion because of of that. Um. But yeah, just it's two and a half hours. It's a slower pace. Don't expect Star Wars. Like I said, it's it's an art house Star Wars. But there's lightsabers, right? No, then I'm out. There's sandworms. Fucking copycats. That's just ridiculous. Get an original idea. You're joking, right? Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say Star uh, Wars stole a lot from Dune, apparently. Mm. Yeah, George Lucas even said so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The original Dune didn't come out before Star Wars, though, did it? No, but it was a book before it was a movie. Ah, I mm. did not know that. Yeah. It all makes sense now. Yeah. From what I understand, Star Wars is kind of a mix between Dune and World War II. Makes sense. Yeah. I, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. I am kind of excited for uh, the book of Boba Fett, which I know you don't give nope. a shit about. Nope. You're an idiot and haven't watched any of The Mandalorian yet. Which is a great show. I'm sure it is. I will get to it eventually. It's just there's so much shit to. Have watch. you finished the West Wing yet? I actually, haven't. No. See, for like three months, I've I've got three episodes left of 
until I'm I'm done. I'm not going to finish the whole series. I'm basically I'm going to leave the show when Aaron Sorkin did because otherwise it's it's like ten seasons or right. something, and it's an hour each in twenty two episodes per that's, season. That's a lot. That is a lot. That's why I had to take a break for a little bit. But um, you, you never watched Big Mouth, have you? No. Okay. I recommend it. I think you'd like it. Okay. Very good animated show. Um, Sunday, um, I almost watched the entire new season. We just, I binged it and then I got home Sunday night. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll watch more Big Mouth and realize there's one episode left. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe not. Funny how that happens. Yeah. <clears throat> All um, right. Oh, God. Did you see Eternals is not getting good reviews? Uh, no, but you told me that last night. So, oh, did I? Yeah, yeah. It didn't. It's another one of those things where they're not widely known characters. I'd say so. And while they do have some star power, they don't have quite the star power that like Guardians had. I mean, Angel, Angelina Jolie's in Eternals, Yeah, but there's though. a lot of fucking people that are sick for Angelina Jolie on a personal level. Yeah. You know what I mean? She hasn't done a lot recently. But I know, but... Ben and You had her, a, yeah. a very popular at the time, uh, Pratt. Very popular, Bradley Cooper. Very popular, uh, Dave Batista. So... And it looked cool, like the whole outer space thing, mm-hmm. and it was right smack in the middle of the Avengers stuff that was going on, so there was a lot of hype with that, whereas right now the Marvel Universe is kind of in a lull until next month when Spider-Man really fucking fires things up, I think, mm-hmm. full speed ahead. So I get it. I'm still going to check it out. I'll, I'll at least give it a watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am going in with low hopes. Yeah. Mostly because I don't know who the fuck the Eternals are. Yeah. Um, my comic book fandom was pretty limited to DC and the heavy, heavy Marvel hitters, and mm-hmm. that was basically it. Right. But I have I have not watched an MCU movie with, where I said I hated it. I have. Even the ones that I didn't love, I still found something that I could like about it. You know what I mean? Sure. So I'll give it a, I'll give it a fair shake. All right. After, but I gotta watch Shing Shong Wing Wong first, or whatever the fuck it is. We're gonna get canceled. Legend of the Mongolian Beef. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you. What was it? Uh, the the General Sao, the the secret of General Sao's chicken, or some shit. I don't know. That was. I, we joke. Apparently, that's fucking great. I've heard nothing but Shang Chi. Shang Chi, yeah. yeah. I've heard it's like one of the better origin stories. Yeah, maybe yeah. as good as Iron Man. I'm but check it out. I I just. We talked about it before. I'm kind of getting, it's wearing on me. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's a lot, especially with the Marvel movies, because yeah. every movie's like, you got to be, I'm like, no, I don't have to watch every single thing. And I am, I'm still all in on Spider-Man for sure. That's going to be, I think, an <laughs> epic. I still need to watch the second one. <laughs> all right. Sunday, back to our normal routine of a little. Uh, what do we got? Noon kickoff? Yep. Yeah. Little little pre show and then a post show and we'll go from there. Right on. All right, folks. Well, that is gonna wrap it up for episode seventy nine. Thanks for listening. We will be back in just uh less than a week. I am Dees. He is Dylan. Bye bye. See ya.